Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. everybody this is your girl the priestess never your mistress Yannick taylor honey here's another episode of conversations with the priestess so get your libations and get your ancestors and sit down and have a conversation with your girl Hey, what's up, my royal priesthood? This is your girl, Yanni T, the priestess, your mistress if you're nasty. Thank you all for coming back and listening to me talk again here on Conversations with the Priestess. Thank you again for the outpouring support that you've showed for the episode with myself and the king, AJ Duro. Y'all go follow him on social media. All his links are in the show notes of this episode. That was such a cathartic episode for us. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But we're going to jump right into it. Since the last time we met, life has been wonderful. Great things have happened. Um, I've had my social media retweeted and reposted again. Um, And it's funny how it happened. It was the video that I did of my of me impersonating the great and the iconic Clark, uh, one of the Clark sisters, uh, Dr. Evangelist, I'm sorry, Evangelist, Dr. Dorinda Clark Cole, one of my favorite gospel singers and one of the jazziest gospel singers that I know. And it was it's, it's been an honor and a privilege this week to have my work reposted again by another social media outlet none other than the holy network y'all go follow them the link for that for their uh, post of my impersonation of dorinda clark cole singing beyonce sing castles from the lemonade album y'all that link is posted below y'all if y'all see that when y'all see it when y'all see it like and comment and share that thing okay thank you and i'm just excited because apparently they saw it at like two something in the morning i woke up at like nine o'clock a.m earlier this week and it's like i screamed like a white woman in a lifetime movie and i was so excited i'm still excited because that lets me know the work that i do just having fun on social media is not in vain and there was at one point to where i did consider ending this podcast but after 
just taking a break and not looking at the numbers and really making some changes and some moves and really looking at who I really connect with as far as conversation wise. And you're going to be seeing more of myself and King Darrell. We have some things in the works. So we're going to get together. So he's going to be a regular person here on this podcast. This podcast will still stand you know, as my personal space and as my space, but we also come together. So I'm so grateful and thankful. So I, I haven't really been paying much attention to the news and the media, but there has been something that came across my desk this week. Um, this whole Hennessy Marie situation where um, she's had SRS and she's now outing individuals that she's interacted with, which is a no-no. And I'm speaking on the being outed and as the one who have outed people and have had to suffer the consequences. And it's all toxic behavior to out someone. Now, I am a proponent of if that person has caused harm to you, you talk. Not negating that, but being malicious with it, that's a no-no. That's a no-no with outing someone. That's that's lives at stake and livelihoods and families and things. And that's trauma and all of that. And her behavior, because you know I cut right to the chase. Behavior like that is very toxic. And very dangerous. And for us being black trans women and trans women of brown and African descent and of various brown and people of color, black and brown people of color, it also it reinforces the mythology and the negative archetype and stereotype that trans people are out here tricking people, particularly trans women. We're being told that black trans women at that, we're being told that we are tricking people when in actuality, they already know who and what we are. People talk. Also, they sought, and sometimes those of us that live in stealth, when it's time to disclose, we know when to disclose, which, um, and I'm also gonna post the link to a Fox Soul um, interview with a good friend of mine from Trans Tech. I'm going to put the specifics down here in the show notes. But it also boils down to disclosure as well as a trans woman. And that whole thing. I'm not going to go into detail because it's been talked about so much and I'm exhausted with it. <sighs> because people feel like they have a right for uh, for them to expose us and our gender identity as a quote-unquote way of protecting someone. And we don't want someone to spill our tea before we're ready. Why would you as a black trans woman take it in your own hands to spill someone else's tea like that? You don't fucking do that. Black trans women are already being harmed and violated and brutalized and murdered at alarming rates. This only adds fuel to the fire. Why combat toxic behavior with toxic behavior? I don't fucking understand that. Like, 
make this make sense and I when it comes down to that and this is a, an area where I've really been examining myself as well as I'm on my spiritual journey and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit but when you have this type of setting especially with black trans women and already brutally and viciously marginalized group of people and we're fighting for our rights look at how the government is treating us we're with behavior like this this is what's giving people in my opinion what's giving people ammunition to victimize us and it's so exhausting when you have people that's that's feeding into that and i'm not knocking her for that there may be another reason why she did that but that's between her and I'm not trying to justify it, but whatever her reason is, she could have handled that in a more tactful way by just discussing her journey having SRS. She could have left it at that and left everybody's names out of it or just not said anything at all. And this also goes back to the thing that people doing anything for likes and attention. Why the fuck would you do that? You're putting your life in danger and you're fucking up other people's lives with that bullshit. Let's not do that, okay? Like, for real. And I'm sure this is going to be a hot topic for weeks on end. Uh, it's frustrating, but this is a great time for us to have the necessary dialogue as black trans women, as black women, and also have conversations with the community. We know that the black community is not going to listen to us, but you have some that will listen. And I just, y'all, sis, let's tighten up. Sister, let's tighten up. Let's tighten up. We know what we're fighting against, sis. Let's tighten up. Let's tighten up. Because I remember the video that I did in February of 2022 this year discussing my experience with a well-known bishop in this area and I realized and I took all of this down because I'm like no that was the wrong way to handle that and I have reconciled with that because I was reacting out of toxicity that had been modeled and reacting out of hurt yes we do things out of hurt and anger and when you recognize that that shit is toxic, then you fucking heal from it instead of creating this mountain of bullshit that wasn't necessary to create in the first place. And I'm going to just leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Just going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. And we're going to talk about toxicity later. And we're going to talk about that later. I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and refresh ourselves, okay? Live, love, and be free. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? Now that the fall season is here and we're going into the holiday season, I know y'all want looks for the fall and for those Christmas galas and all of the award ceremonies that happen this time of year. Y'all, come get your girl for the hair hookup. Yes, I am an affiliate with Maven. Y'all, go over there and get nice bundles. You get discounts as soon as you put your email in. And honey, we get free shipping as well. Yes, honey, when I tell you bundles, the hair is laid. You can get your wet and wavy hair. You can get your Peruvian and yakky. And when I tell you they got some badass lace fronts, I have one in the mail waiting to come be in my hands, okay? So, if you want your man to be playing in your hair right before he tat 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 it up, go ahead and go over to my link, priestessbeauty.maven.com. Y'all go ahead and shop with your girl, okay? And support black business. Go ahead and get your glam on, girl. Live, love, and be free. Let's jump back into the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Before we jump into the remainder of this show, I must give gratitude. I am grateful and thankful that this week has been a great week for me. And one of the things that I've done this week, I've kind of taken it easy due to some personal reasons. And this week, I've really played around in tarot. And many of you all know, I started my re- my religious exodus in on last year, um, around about a year ago in September, with the whole church situation. And thankfully, through therapy, I am healing. And I really sat down to do some spiritual work within myself. And when you're doing spiritual work, a part of your spiritual journey and the first part of your spiritual journey is healing. And I started doing that work in the midst of all of this. And I started reconciling the anger towards the church. And that's a constant work. Now, earlier in the first half, we talked about toxicity. That's going to come up. But I've been doing the work and I was playing not playing, but I was actually doing my tarot cards and some of the cards that I pulled resonated with me so. And I I sat down and I thought about those cards. And I went back and researched. Because I'm still a beginner in tarot and I'm learning. But the cards that spoke to me, they spoke and they let me know it's time for me to move on with my life, bury some things and let it die. But I also have to stop being so aggressive and look within. And in me looking within here lately, I've been really examining how aggressive I am and how I talk to people, how I display my emotions, doing the work within And there was a situation with a family member where they called, they dead named me and misgendered me and I corrected them nicely. But then because I'm uncomfortable with the situation that they're in, because it resembles so many of the relationships that I've been in and I've come out of, 
I felt uncomfortable. And then also as a woman hearing my father talk about certain things, um, and I call my uncle my father because he raised me, but it's like, ugh, it's uncomfortable for me because it's familiar. And I, 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 got, I really said something disrespectful that I could have kept to myself and worded it differently. Or better yet, not said it at all. And I realized in that moment, I'm just as toxic as my family members. And I started piecing together and I talked to the king about this. My friends have always said, girl, you kind of mean. And I realized that because of my environment, I use that behavior. And I realized that I use that as a defense mechanism. And I learned that in this healing journey, once you are away from toxicity, you now have to deal with your own toxicity. And I felt some type of way and it is very fucking uncomfortable when you recognize that because you've been in a toxic atmosphere, part of you not liking yourself is that now you recognize that you display those same toxic behaviors that you hate. And it's really putting that mirror up to you for so long we heard in church Put your mirror up to the to your face and look at you. But they never went into detail about that because they were so damn cliches, cliches. But I realized what they were saying, what they needed to say and include is that you have to look at your own self. Look at your own shit. Because, yeah, when you are in an environment and a behavior is displayed, you're going to learn that because that is the norm. And now that you are doing the work, you have to fix that shit before you can be a spiritual leader, before you can really work with other people and create some friendships and connections, especially before you get into a relationship. Right now, I'm in a situation to where I'm I'm connecting with someone on a certain level, but I'm taking it slow and being friends and getting to know this person so I can be aware of them, but also looking in within myself to see where I need to heal. And I realize I have a lot of fucking healing to do and being more empathetic and aware of other people's needs and social cues because for so long a lot of us have been taught to fuck everybody else and live get it for yourself and also with everything we're coming about we're learning about mental awareness and trauma responses and different psychological things and and various things with social interaction it's like now you're learning and now you're being more aware of how to how to communicate and I recognize that a lot of my issue is and I can count the experiences where in my family when I spoke up about my feelings it was met with met with laughter and derision and sarcasm and I adopted that to defend myself and I realized in my dealing with men on the apps, I, I can be very vicious. And every I did it and I do I did I do that in a way where it's like ha ha ha, but really that is wrong as hell. That's that's further 
reinforcing the negative behaviors when you're saying no. And there are times to where you might have to cut somebody out and say, hey, get the fuck away from me. I don't like this because I had to do that recently uh, after being groped by someone and had to cuss them out. And that was that was the right time where you defend yourself because it caused attention and all of that. But it's like, oh, my God. I am really just as toxic and I don't want to be like that. And this is a part of breaking the generational curse. That is a part of breaking the damn generational curse is acknowledging, hey, I have these ways. Now it's time for me to get this off of me so I won't continue to pass on the trauma. And right now that's where I'm at undoing the trauma because I don't want to be spiritually talking up here and I'm spewing it from a place of nastiness and and I've let it fester. And I actually have had to apologize to some people for that. And it's fucking it's fucking uncomfortable. But it's a part of the growth and healing process. Healing is like this. When you get a cut, it's bleeding. It's ugly at how it looks. The scene is ugly as fuck. But when you start tending to it and cleaning up, you get the necessary um, um, wound washes, the antiseptic, the various tools and the bandages, band-aids and dressings to take care of this wound and heal it and make sure that you get all the bad stuff out. You put the good stuff in that you let it rest and heal. And it might scab up or you may have to put stitches in it. It's uncomfortable when you have to sit still and deal with that pain sometimes. But when it's nice and healed and you didn't took care of that and kept it clean, it heals up nicely. You may have a scar there or you may be able to erase that scar. But when you deal with it, it won't lead to an infection because if you don't tend to that wound, it's going to get infected and it's going to kill you. That's healing. It has to think certain things about you have to die. The poison has to get cleaned out before you can heal effectively. And I woke up this morning beating myself up as we were always taught to do when we figured out that we didn't fucked up. No. I started talking myself through it and saying, look, don't feel bad because you found that out about yourself. Yes, grieve that because now a part of you has to die. Grieve that you ever did that. Process your emotions in a healthy way. And therapy is one of those ways and I'm grateful for it. But also don't beat yourself up look back and see where you got there from and begin the undoing. It's a process. Don't beat yourself up if you fuck up along the way. Acknowledge it. Go on and correct it. Take it one step at a time. And, you know, just looking back at how my childhood environment, I could talk about the times that I lived in a roach-infested house. I remember the lights being out, no food in the house. When I said something, I had my ass handed to me. 
I have been called all kinds of things and demeaned. Now I realize why I am the way I am and why I substitute things and sex for different things at one point. That's a part of the healing process. And it's ugly, but also you see where you've had some of those tendencies and ways as well so that you can heal. So you won't put through no, nobody else through that because you don't want to put your future love, the love that you desire in jeopardy. And I'm so grateful for the healing process. While it's uncomfortable, you are still going to make it through. You can still live. You're still going to live. Because you're getting rid of every toxicity and ailment in your life so that you can get to a better you. And with that, I bid you adieu. Y'all love loving me free. Smooches. Smooches.